Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Well, morning good, everyone. Go for another podcast today. I'm driving my work to car, and I can't believe how sky the overcast is. I hope it doesn't umbrella because I forgot my rain. Uh, You're probably wondering, is he drunk while he's driving today? No, I'm not drunk, I promise. I did that on purpose. Have you ever jumbled your sentences like that? Have you ever said something backwards and kind of made a fool of yourself? Well, I think we've all done that from time to time. We've all jumbled our sentences and said something weird like that. And that's excusable because, you know, our minds just slip from time to time. But I want to talk about something today where that's kind of a spiritual thing that's happening in our culture is we're jumbling some things up that are really important. And if we jumble them up and we aren't careful, it can actually cause us to live completely incorrectly. You see, when I jumble my sentences, I sound like a fool. And generally speaking, I get back on track and everybody laughs and, you know, it's over. But when you jumble things up in the word of God, once again, it can be tragic. And Most of us would probably think we don't do that. We look at the Word of God very purely as it's meant to say. But you have to remember, we have a a very crafty enemy. And he's doing all he can to not only pervert the truth, but honestly, help us get it backwards. Because if he helps us get it backwards, we actually will make progress on the wrong direction. And we might not even know it. And there's a lot of things I could talk about where in Scripture we might do this. But this one thing I want to talk about today is where Jesus teaches us how to pray in the Gospels. And I'm sure you're familiar with this passage where Jesus says, When you pray, say this, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And although I don't think any of us jumble that sentence up when we read it, I think it's very easy to jumble that up in our practical spiritual living because here's the honest truth there's a king and there's a kingdom this king is unlike any other king he is the king of kings he is god of the universe and he has a kingdom and this kingdom is the biggest grandest most eternal thing that will ever exist Now, we live in America, and America is a pretty powerful nation. Even though America is kind of in a rough place right now, it's still mighty. It's still rich. It's still kind of on top of the world because of those things. But you see, we've been taught and trained by the Bible that there's a kingdom that is so far above America and any other kingdom in the world. They're really not comparable. This kingdom that we serve uh, in the heavens... Is something we've never taken a look at, never taken a peek at, but we believe it exists because it's all around us. God's kingdom influences this kingdom we live in here on this earth. In fact, when Jesus taught us how to pray, he taught us to ask that the kingdom of God would impact this earth even more. Your kingdom come, your will be done. But here's the problem with a lot of us today is we're jumbling that up in our minds And we're starting to think that maybe the king in the kingdom is meant to serve us and not the other way around. 
And I think I understand where this idea comes from, this mistake comes from. Because again, I find myself, do, my, myself doing this a lot is I'll look at God and I'll consider how loving he is and how kind he was and how much it cost to send Jesus to die for my sins. And I'll be so thankful for that. And I am, I'm so thankful for that, so grateful for that. But I start to think that if God loves me that much, then maybe God's here for me. If God would go to such lengths and such depths to love me, then clearly I'm in the center here. I'm on the throne here. I mean, if you see two people, one is committing the sin and the other one is dying for the sin, wouldn't you come to the conclusion that one serves the other? The one who's dying serves the one who has died for? I mean, right? That's at least a logical train we could follow. It's, it's false, of course. But it's easy to mix up if you're not careful. I heard an old comedian say this once. He said, um, if aliens were right now looking down upon our world and he saw, and they saw us walking our dogs and the dogs were making a poo and the humans were cleaning up the poo, he said, who do you think the aliens would think is in charge? The dog or the person cleaning him up? And... Uh, it's humorous, but it's it's interesting that sometimes we can jumble it up by looking at it incorrectly. And and again, I told you when we mix things up in our sentences, it's silly for a moment, and we get back on track. But if we mix that up in the Word of God in our lives, it's it's entirely tragic. And and I'm not talking about this today. Like, what if that actually happened? I actually do think it happens. And I'm not thinking of anyone specifically, but I have seen myself jumble this up. And I think I lived for a long time, maybe 20 years or close to it, incorrectly, because I got this one mixed up. I thought the kingdom and the king served me. Now, I would never would have said that. I mean, if you would have asked me, who's in charge? Who's the Lord? Who's God? You know, who's, who's the one in charge in this relationship? Who's the one that we're supposed to serve? I would have said God. I would have said the Lord. I wouldn't have got it wrong in my sentence, in my language. But if you looked at my lifestyle, you would have thought that the way that I was living, I was in charge. I was God. The Lord was my servant. The king was all about me. The kingdom was there to serve me because that's how I lived. And anytime life didn't go the way I wanted to, I would complain and whine and murmur to God and say, God, what's going on? You know, my life hurts. It's not supposed to be this way. I thought you were a good king. Why is my life so messy? Why is my life so so full of pain? And then at age 26, and many of you many have heard my testimony, but at age 26, it's almost like the light bulb came on and I, and I got the perspective back and I started to see things properly. As in this sense, I'm here to serve the king, not the other way around. Now, I don't want to erode many of those blessed doctrines because the Lord does love us beyond comprehension. And even the Lord does serve us to some degree. If you remember Jesus upon the earth, he did wash the feet of the disciples and he doesn't regret that. So there is an aspect that God does serve us and that's, that's incredibly humble. In fact, it's so much humility. I, I can't even comprehend that the king of all the universe would wash the feet of of people that he created, sinners. But he did. 
And today he still does. He still serves us in some capacity. He still gives us tremendous amounts of love and takes care of us and provides for us and protects us. So again, if you would just consider those things on the surface level, you might think that we're in charge, that we're the center. If the one who has all the power is giving it to the one who lives upon the earth, maybe the one on earth is in charge. I know we don't think that. My goal here today is to help us properly live according to the perspective that is right. That there is a king, there is a kingdom, and they're both magnificent. And we were created to serve them. We were designed, we were put upon this earth to serve that king in that kingdom. And we mustn't make any mistake on that. We mustn't get that backwards. But what do we do in order to keep that perspective? Because I told you that perspective is easy to jumble up. God does love us and he's not ashamed of loving us. He's not ashamed of blessing us and giving us things each and every day without fail, completely faithful and loyal. So how do we keep the perspective that we're the servant and he's the king? Honestly, I think we need to look at him. Not with physical eyes, of course, because no one ever has, but we need to look at him with faith. We need to consider who he is. We need to consider what he said. We need to consider who we are. And we will come to the pretty quick conclusion that he's in charge. He's the Lord and I serve him. And not only is that the role, is that the relationship, but honestly, that's what I want it to be. I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for two years. I've been in ministry for going on a dozen years. And I know what it's like to be a leader. And I'm going to tell you, as much as I love leading, it's hard. It's hard being a leader. I mean, if you guys have ever led at any capacity, you know what I'm talking about. It's difficult to be a leader. There are many things called of you. You have many responsibilities. A lot of people look to you for answers and for decisions. And we have leaders in this country. And I know it's a very divisive time and polarizing time in our nation. And some of the leaders aren't so popular. And this is not a political rant, but being a leader is hard. It's hard. If you could ever step into the shoes of someone who leads, you would understand after not very long how hard it is to lead. And although I think most leaders are glad to be in the position they are, they consider it a privilege, it's, it's easy. And many times we do, unfortunately, lose sight of the privilege it is just because of how hard it is. And sometimes we want the roles reversed because then the responsibility will be gone and the hardship will be gone and the complaining will go away and things like that. And But here's the thing about the roles with God is we don't want to be God. We don't. We don't want the roles reversed. We don't want him serving us because we make really bad kings, really bad gods. We want the Lord to be the king of the universe. We're thankful for that because he's very, very, very good at it. In fact, he's the best. There's no way for him to um, be upgraded on. The Lord is the best and we are privileged to serve that king. And, and, and that's kind of what I want to end this podcast on is what a privilege it is to serve him. Because it is. And I didn't consider it a privilege for a long part of my life. I considered it a chore. 
and or I considered him that he was supposed to serve me and I just honestly didn't think he was doing a very good job because my life wasn't entirely ideal according to my every desire but now that I see clearly and for the last dozen years I've been serving that Lord man that's it's a privilege that's what I want to do and honestly I can't even believe that he allows me to serve him because for a long long time I was walking so contrary to his will and to his kingdom he should have casted me off he should have gotten rid of me he should have judged me and thrown me into hell it's what I deserved I had so many chances and so many opportunities to serve the king of kings and I was failing miserably miserably willfully failing and and yet God gave me a second chance and he dusted me off and he cleansed me and he restored me and he said Todd get back at it I'm gonna give you another chance but I need you to remember something I'm the king not you I'm the king and there's a kingdom that you're a part of that you're gonna live in and it's already kind of started for you it's you're, you're already a part of that kingdom even though you haven't stepped foot in it you're, you're a part of that kingdom I consider you a citizen of heaven so you're already a part of that kingdom now you have one job serve the kingdom and serve me the king see it's 2020 and uh, the coronavirus is, is still all around us it's all people can talk about it's all over the news and the media it's it's the coronavirus it's social injustice racial injustice excuse me and and it's the coming election those are the big three things that people are talking about and it's a weird world we live in it's a it's a bad world we live in and it's a dark world and it's getting worse unfortunately but we have a God and we have a king and he's on his throne and he's in charge and right now, more than ever, I believe the enemy is doing everything he can to jumble up that one doctrine. And what better year for us to fall for it, hook, line, and sinker, than 2020, when everything is so weird and topsy-turvy, for us to go, yeah, yeah, life should be better. Life should be different than this. What is my king doing? What is my, you know, maybe we should elect a new king. I mean, that's what you do, right? When presidents aren't as good as you want, want them to be. You wait for the next term and you elect someone else or some maniacs actually execute him. They assassinate him and say, you know what? We're ready for a new king. We're ready for a new president. Let's take this one out of here. And I wouldn't have said that back in my early 20s, but I was living that way as if my king wasn't getting it done. Should have been better than this. And guys, 2020, if it should teach us anything, it should teach us this. We need a king. We need a good king. We need a king who is right in all that he does and says and desires. We need someone who wants holy things and righteous things. And, and he does. And he is. And I know that you know that. I know that you know that. I know that you believe your king is holy and righteous and good. But we need to really think upon that because I think we're jumbling it up. We're starting to look at things topsy-turvy and backwards and we're starting to consider that maybe we don't need church. You know, I mean, 2020 has been weird. I've, you know, I've found a way to do church on the internet or I found a way to be without the church. I don't know if I need the church. Maybe I don't even need the Lord anymore. Maybe I don't even need to serve this kingdom of heaven. Maybe I'll just serve myself. Maybe I'll just serve whatever I want. And we're losing sight of the fact that we were created for this. And it's a privilege to serve this king. We were created and we were redeemed. We were brought back from our sins. 
to serve this king. Because we were serving a wrong king. I mean, talk about jumbling things up. We were not only not serving the true king, we were serving an evil king. We were advancing the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of evil. We were actually serving the wrong king. And the devil just jumbled it up. He just made it sound like maybe God was all about us. But really what he wanted is he wanted us to serve him. And all he had to do is mix up that relationship a little bit. Just jumble it up so we see things improperly. We start thinking that God is about us. And I just want to encourage all of us today to remember that he's king. He's king. Church isn't about me. It's not about you. God isn't about me. God isn't about you. The Bible isn't about me. The Bible isn't about you. The Bible is about the king. The church is about the king. This universe is about the king. And Jesus taught us when we pray, pray that the king's will and the king's kingdom would advance upon this earth because that would bring that king glory. That's what would be the best and the most right thing. That would be the greatest purpose. And we need to set our sights upon that again and remember that it's a privilege to be in that kingdom. It's a privilege to be a part of that kingdom and to serve that king. What greater privilege and purpose is there than for me to serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords? And I hope that inspires you today to, to look at things properly and remember today's not about you. It's not about your agenda or your, your desires. It's about the king of the universe. Serve that king today. Serve him heartily. And I pray that it be a blessing to you in the hearing of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.